Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Adventurers, once again we are playing. We are with Sir Crokington, and we are in the city of Tarnaster. Finally, after quite a bit of waiting, doing the adventure Steel and Shadow. But this is another oak and stone mask-inspired adventure by the mysterious VWK, a tireless hunter's boy face to face. Sinister slave of mages. Let us begin. It should be normal or scaled. Mm, scaled. Let us begin. There are special tips slash notes for this adventure. Multiple paths to completion. The, the adventure that leads you to this entry features multiple paths to completion. It may benefit you to play through the adventure multiple times without saving your game to discover the best the most advantageous or the most appropriate for your character. Uh, I think I'm just going to go for it once. Talonless. In the musty dark of the crowned cask's sprawling cellar. The last possible moment, out of the corner of the eye, you spot something streaking out of the nearby shadows, about to strike the side of your head, picking a number. Bonus, 59. No, 57. 19 for agility. 10 from body, 9 from luck, 9 from feathery. Okay, I can wise the agility skill. Right, equipping the spruce smasher. And now I've got 20 from agility. I could get the luck up too, but nah. Pick now. 98, success. You lean back at a near impossible angle, narrowly dodging the deadly edge of a long black blade. Twisting to your right, you nimbly draw yourself into defensive stance as the shadowy figure steps out of the deep gloom and comes to stand almost within arm's reach. It seems it's here, towards the back of the tavern's musty cellar. You've at last caught up with Celeria Wafflin, the assassin you've tirelessly hunted these many weeks. A brutal campaign of self-justified retribution has left nearly a dozen prominent Dyson mages dead. When approached by agents of Thane Porrind and offered the task of locating the deadly fugitive and bringing her lethal spree to an end by any means necessary, you eagerly accepted. A youthful assassin, her face shrouded in a darkness that served to conceal her grim handiwork, sighs loudly. <sighs> 
expected, she says. I don't know where this ends, but I'm willing to wait if it ends here. Before either of us draws many breaths. There's a welcome simplicity in that, I suppose, but it's still tragic. Before you can respond to the assassin's veiled threats, she says something that leaves you completely taken aback. So what is it about the long overdue passing of the bunch of parasitic, spell-wielding fiends that has you so eager to claim the bounty they've saddled me with? I don't suppose you even know why I killed them, do you? No, no, actually, actually, I don't. I'm going to assume crazy. I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'm going for crazy. Crazy in the head. A voice, soft and cold, hints at a psyche voice from the gruesome reality of a dozen mergers, described for you in grim detail by the Thane's agent at the outset of your hunt. As your mind races to come up with a response to the strange question you've been poised, you remain mindful of your mission's objective to capture or kill Shilala Wefiun. Okay, you can say you don't care why she killed them. I guess it doesn't really matter that much. Because, I mean, they're still dead. And they're still dead, and she still definitely did it on purpose. And there doesn't seem to be any evidence of mind control going on, on her part. Alright, so I can ask her why she killed them, or I can say nothing, or I can just, just, get, just get, to the, get to the main part and just attack her. Actually, I don't care why she killed them. Well... That's an odd response. She tells take his state back. You might mean any other number of things by that. Do you mean you don't care that you're dead? They're dead and you don't care why you killed them? Or indeed you care that they're dead? But you don't care why it is I made it so? Uh, the, the second one. Say you don't care why she killed them. You may not, she said, taking a step back. But you need to know, I killed them because I had to. Circumstances well beyond my own control made their deaths unavoidable. But don't think for an, even a moment, I don't feel remorse or guilt. I do. Shilak is a throat and takes another step back. I killed them so they wouldn't be able to use their magic anymore, she says. You know, not many people seem to believe in insidious command, but I do. I've seen it in action. It's not a myth as they would have us all believe. Insidious command is at work and spreading all over. I've stemmed the tide where I saw my saw advantage in doing so. But it's not enough. In fact, it may never be enough. But I'm not willing to concede confeet. Not while I'm still capable of doing what little I can to fight it. Okay, what is Insidious Command? If it's... And is it a thing? Insidious Command. Insidious Command is the often contentious notion that certain powerful mages throughout the known world, who most notably across the North Borderlands, 
have long been secretly confederated into a single, into a sinister, undetectable societal entity that employs powerful magic to manipulate and control vast sectors of the population at large. Those who profess that insidious command exists don't generally believe that prolific spellcasting orders, like the Grey Circle, are institutionally involved with the nefarious paradigm. They do, however, recognise that some individual mages within such waters are likely to be loyal adherents to the shadowy, arcane doctrine of control. There are many who believe that insidious command is little more than a myth exposed by those who seek to use the fear a sinister notion instills in people as a means to obtain or maintain control of various elements of society. Thane Poland Altrick has long been of the belief that insidious command is real and represents a growing threat to the realm of man. Hmm, well then maybe it is real then. I mean, Thane Poland is a smart cookie. I mean, but then again... But... Then again, he, he, he has had... He has been subject to a lot of conspiracies against him. So it might be kind. It might make sense that he's tied them into one sort of uber conspiracy. But what I say, we, there's really no way in game to know whether insidious command is real. And if it is real, what it's doing, and whether any of the people that that Sierra Waffling killed part of it. Or whether that way they actually arranged that somehow. Or maybe... It's all... It's, 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 it's a very swifty mod or a lemma where you don't have nearly enough information to have any clue what's going to happen. I'm just The young woman nods as she finishes speaking, as if directing you to respond, so she says. So, she says finally, where do you stand? Say I believe in insidious command. Say I don't believe in insidious command. Say it doesn't matter what you believe, or just attack her. Hmm, insidious command... No, no, I, we, we do know there has been mind controly things going on. We saw a lot of that happen in Proving Grounds, so... Hmm. Maybe... Maybe a lot of that was just the Shadow Dragon and they just thought it was a human conspiracy, but actually it was a dragon conspiracy. And maybe there's some bits of that left over. That could be it. Yeah, I believe in Insidious Command. Shallow size. <sighs> Is my relief only too evident, she says? Most are only too eager to deny the existence of the command. Or perhaps they don't wish to acknowledge what they fear. But it doesn't change reality. 
I know what I've seen and heard. Most important, I know what has to be done. What I must do, apparently, you also know. Shilaria adjusts her hand and places her hand on her hips. How is this going to end? she asks. I think you have the answer to that. So, so this is my choice. I attack her, or I let her go. If I let her go, she will kill more mages. Because she believes the fate of the world is at st- the free the freedom of the entire world is at stake. Now you have no it might actually be at stake, but even if Insidious Command exists just she's no evidence that the mages she's getting are actually part of it. Because presumably an organization that's been going on for this long which it presumably adds if it actually exists, would be very good at hiding itself and also presumably having things that are hidden just a little bit less hard than they are so that the people who are trying to attack them would notice these people and attack them instead and then think they're making progress, but in fact they're just... If anything, attacking the Insidious Command's enemies. Because if they exist, they're, nefa- they're very nefarious and have probably dealt with this sort of stuff before. Hmm, yeah, so I'm going to attack her because I assume at least a lot of the mages she's attacking have nothing to do with Insidious Command. But there's really no way of knowing. No, I, no I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack her. I'm gonna attack her because at least I, yeah. If I don't know anything else, at least I know if she stopped, some people are going to live, and that's at least something that's solid. Attack her. You wait until Shara begins to speak again before lunging forward, attempting to take her by surprise with the speed and ferocity of your sudden attack. Picking a number, bonus of 30. 20 from agility, 10 from body, and got to get 75 or more or she'll see me coming. Pick now. 117, success. The swiftness of your attack seems to take Shira by surprise. Before she can slip to the side, you manage to land a glancing blow that causes the assassin to cry out in alarm and nearly lose her footing. Seizing the advantage, you follow her into continuing your relentless assault. Shalala Waffling, she's wounded and she's scaled to 11 plus. Now I can kill her or subdue her. Probably I'm going to go for subdue. Because it, it, because it turns out if she actually has any evidence at all, maybe she can pass that on. I mean, especially since she's, she's being contacted by Thangpo and agent. So presumably, if she has any actual evidence or something that could lead to evidence, 
then Bane Poland will probably find out somehow. And then with all the resources of the Thangdom, he'll be able to do something. If Insidious Command actually exists. We don't know that. Which is the prop, which is the thing. Because this it, is a very swiftly model where everything's uncertain. Anyway, I'm going to subdue her. Shula slashes at you with two long bladed knives. And I'm swinging my big old club, which is very large. Your enemy deals you a devastating blow for 26 damage. I guess she's very good at killing people. You know, because she's done it so often. Keep going, keep going. You the devastating blow. Gonna use the quickstone 20s. Oh, she ran away? What? You're not supposed to do that. 27. 27 is healed. And I can heal myself after the fight. So I twist to the right. Ducks out of melee range and swiftly retreats to the far side of the cellar. Oh yeah, I forgot. People could run away. Before you can go after her, the assassin pivots and hurls a razor-sharp metal square at you. The deadly missile screams through the darkness, straight towards your throat. So, picking a number. Bonus of the... 39, 20 from agility, 10 from body, 9 from luck. If I maxed out my stats, I get one extra point, but that's a lot of work. So I've got 75 or more, or I get or I get a thing in my throat. Pick now. 45, failing. <laughs> Pain! You gasp in agony as the spinning metal disc tears through the top of your shoulder. Not my shoulder. I need that for keeping my arm attached. Alright, 28 damage. Wounded, but alive. You watch the shell open a door on the opposite wall and swiftly disappears along a dark, narrow passage. For we're still determined to bring the assassin to justice for our crimes, the thought of pursuing her through the gloom is not exactly a welcoming notion. Alright, well, well, I. Well, I've started. I'll continue. Pursue Solera. You cautiously move into the dark passage. You every sense on edge as you scour the gloom for any sign of the stealthy assassin. Pick a number. Bonus of 28. 19 from Feathery and 9 from Luck. I've got to get 50 or more to spot her before she spots me. Pick now. 58. Success. Within just a few moments, you find yourself stealing through the gloom along the white edge of the passage, moving swiftly up behind Shlera as she crouches in the dark, unaware of your stealthy approach. It does help that Sir Crokington is very, very small, and possibly even smaller than usual in this, in this situation. When you're within arm's reach, you spring at the assassin and manage to land a solid blow that sends her sprawling. Shara nimbly returns to her feet, puts you immediately upon her, determined to seize the advantage and take her down. Alright, this is Ciara Wathwin. I don't think she has anywhere to flee, but maybe she does. Begin combat. 
Once again, I have the option to subdue her or kill her. Or one of the quick combat, which will just also kill her, but faster. Subdue your enemy. You swing in your club. She flash thrashes at you with her two long-bladed knives. And she's got a lot of health. You know, because... Oh, I go into a battle wage. Alright, that'll help not... Oh, didn't last very long. Devastating blow for 32 damage. And then again for 24, but I did a special for 10, so... Alright. Oh, devastating blow for 30 damage, and another 30 damage. Alright, powers. I'm going to heal myself a bit. Hand of healing. Yeah, just spamming healing. Yeah, that's about getting me back up again. Telekinetic Blast. Yeah, you can use that for Subdue because it's your own mental powers you're using so you can actually control them. Alright, you strike your foe with a devastating blast of telekinetic energy. She takes 40 damage and she is finally subdued. 9 XP. Your final blow renders Sildo unconscious. The assassin's knives slip from her hands as she slumps to the ground to your feet. Soundly defeated, but very much, but still very much alive. After taking great care to subdue your fallen foe, you begin what you will surmise will be the arduous task of delivering her to the agents of Thane Poland, at whose insistence you overtook, the, you undertook the dangerous hunt. On, on the day following the capture of Shiala Wefram, you meet with two of the Thane's agents in Tannalus, the men Tyson soldiers, now faithfully in the service of the Thane, take custody of the assassin and pay you the bounty you have promised. That's 5,000 gold. Just before leaving with, with our captures, undoubtedly headed for a rendezvous with a swift and decisive redress for her crimes, although I hope she, she passes any extra evidence she has on to Thane Poland, if she has any. And she isn't, you know, just... just, you know... Uh, chalkboard and string sort of thing. Shoa, her hands bound behind her back by a thick rope, asks her permission to approach you. The two men, now flanking her, seem surprised by her request, but ultimately leave the decision to it to do. Well, might as well. Allow her to approach. Presumably she's going to ask for my help to escape. Because, I mean, I've got the gold now, so... So I guess I could let her escape or, or decide against I'll let her approach you are sent with a nod and the young woman smiles faintly in response as she moves up to you reach into my left pocket she whispers motioning with her hands at the dark tunic covering her leather vest go on take what's in there keep it hope it brings you luck Shara heavily positions herself Preventing the Thane's agents from seeing what happens next. Cautiously, you reach into a pocket and retrieve a silver wing. Our initials are carved into the band. I've got Siadra's silver wing. And let's just have a look at this. Oh, it literally boosts your luck. It's a magical wing. 
it boosts boosts luck by two, but it doesn't do anything else. So it's probably I'm probably not going to equip it. But maybe if I want to just raise luck, I consider it. This silver wing is engraved with the initials Yala Wafram. You can give it back to me when we next meet, she says, smiling. Well, she's uh, optimistic. Just as she seems about to step away from you, you rejoin her ca- to rejoin her captors. Shara whispers something that takes you completely by surprise. There's a piece of metal in my hair, she says, her voice barely audible. It's in tight, right above my left ear. Sharp, be careful. Hooking into the ropes around my hand. I won't have another chance at this. You will... You immediately realise that Shilda was asking you to provide her with the means by which she will likely attempt to cut free from her bonds. So, I can stealthily remove the piece of metal, she can escape, and then go back to killing mages. Who may or may... Who she sincerely believes are working on behalf of Insidious Command... But we don't know. I'm not even sure even the GM knows. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna refuse. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna place my faith in the in Thane. If the if there's anything real going on, he'll he'll figure it out. Because at at uh, at a a more of this this notoriety will be brought before the thing. If only so he can, you know, confirm and maybe make a public execution. Who knows? You, you just, I just, just, you know, just to show off. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to refuse. I'm placing my trust in Thane Portland. Curse upon you and yours, whispers, whispers Shire Merking. I didn't allow myself to believe you'd actually help me, but I decided to have a go at it all the same. You better hope I never again roam free. With that, the assassin steps away to rejoin her unwanted companions. As she takes her place between the armed men, she winks. Stay out of dark places, my friend, she says. It's safer. With that, the trio departs. Bound for Twithic, where justice will be mated out within the walls of Twin Keep. Several weeks after your encounter with Shara, you learn. You learn. You after your encounter with Shara, you learn that wanted killers at last met her end. Through the precise details of a fate scant, the most complete account you come across. She was chained by the Fane's guards while attempting to escape the gallows. If the account is to be believed, she killed two guards before being brought down by a crossbow bolt. Oh, that's a pity. Now those guards are definitely not members of Insidious Command. Well, at least, or they might be under insidious command but you know they're not you know insidiously commanding anyone regardless of the specifics of her final moments 
He takes solace in the fact that the assassin whose blades carved a bloody trail of terror across a wide swath of the North Broadlands no longer plies her sinister trade. And that finishes this adventure for 256 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Alright, and, and that was one of those multiple clap paths to completion adventures, so if you play it yourself, you might end up with a completely different a completely different result. But now to save. Now anyway. Now to go to Tar Lake and find and find that Aldivarian amulet we were told to find. Visit Tar Lake. You're standing on the wet southern shore of Tar Lake, a perilous, bubbling morass of tar in the midst of a vast region of forest known as the Griffin Crags. Dozens of stone islands thrust their draggy peaks through the thick, black, undulating surface of the deadly tar bog. At its widest point, Tar Lake is nearly a mile across, staring out over the sinister mire. You spot a tall, sword-shaped pinnacle of rock ducking into the sky, out of the very centre of the morass. You realise at once you are looking at the island that was described to you by Hellwind back at Westgard Library. Well, that was quick. I just, you know, got to get to it. A small, stony track runs along the edge of the bog between its southern and western shores. So, I can go to the western shore. Let's go there. You're moving along a narrow, stony track runs between the western and southern shores of Tar Lake. From the western shore of the lake, the sound of waging battle rises into the air towards the western lake shore. Following the savage scene of battle, you make your way along the stony track towards the western shore of Tar Lake. Anyway, this is another multiplayer battle. It's against the Tar Beast Olgar. And... And that, that, if I'm going to do that, it, she, he def, that beast is very large and very, very tough. And, and so will deserve Olgar, fighting Olgar should get his own episode. So I'm not going to fight him right now. And it works like all the other multiplayers. You can, you can rest here to heal slowly, but in less clicks, or you can you can zoot back to Talonus to heal quicker. But it's there's a lot of clicking about. Move away from the western shore of the lake. Right back to the southern lake shore. Okay, now let's go. There's an adventure to this location, and that is called A Book of Secrets. Now, depending on how much time is left after we've got the amulet, maybe we'll do that. But we're already half an hour in, so I think that will wait until tomorrow or maybe later. Make your way towards the pinnacle of work. Making use of conceal, concealed patches of stone and exposed tick, t 
tips of rock pinnacles that jut through the surface of the morass. It may be possible to make your way into the very heart of this deadly mire. Please be warned, however, that such an endeavour could easily result in an untimely and rather gruesome demise. Yes, yes, hmm. I mean, drowning in a tar pit? Yeah, I think that, that's probably... That's probably in, my, in the upper quartiles of worst ways to die. Maybe even upper decile. Of course, I'm not going to go around with, say, top tens or anything, because there's... Some people have got... They've got People have got very creative with ways of making people die. Attempt to make your way to the pinnacle of rock. You begin the slow and treacherous journey towards the towering island of rock in the heart of the tar bog. You cross nearly 10% of the distance to the soul safe island of rock when you suddenly find yourself struggling to locate a safe direction in which to take your next step. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 68. 19 for woodmanship, 20 for mind, 20 from aura, 9 from luck. So, I think if you got wood, woodmanship maxed out, and you had luck maxed out, this is one of those chat passages that you could not fail. But, if your woodmanship is not maxed out, there's probably still a chance. A very thin chance, though. About a seven, or maybe no, six percent chance that that I won't be able to find somewhere to go. I anyway, pick now. Hundred seventeen success. You manage to find a firm patch in the midst of the bubbling tar before you. After te testing the spot with your foot, you deem it will safely support your weight. Without hesitation, you step onto it. You covered nearly 20% of the distance to the sword-shaped Isle of Wok when you suddenly find yourself struggling to locate a safe direction in which to take take the next step. It's the same check again. Pick now. 104. You manage to find a firm patch in the midst of the bubbling tar before you. After checking the spot with your foot, you deem that it will safely support your weight. Without further hesitation, you step onto it. Now, I don't know if Sir Crokington is safer here because Sir Crokington is very small or in a lot more danger. Very hard to tell. Because I've, you know, never sunk in a tar box. box. What with being alive and everything. It's 30%. Okay. 87 success. 40%. It's the same check over and over again. 50%. We're halfway there. Living on a prayer. 80 success, 60, yep, that's success. That's pretty much as good as it could have gone because it got 158, 70%, and 80%. You cover the remainder of the distance to the towering sword sight pinnacle of rock with relative ease, hoping across, across the exposed backs of several massive boulders. As we cross the deadly morass. I guess the tar lake isn't that deep. Which is why all these boulders can poke up out of it. At last, the end of your long and perilous trek. 
You've safely reached the stony shore of the Stone Pinnacle. You've now dubbed Sword Island. You're standing on the stony shore on the sword-shaped pinnacle of rock. You've dubbed Sword Island. This is without a doubt. The island described to you by Heroin back in Swestgard Library. It is on this large, jaggy piece of stone, rising out of the bumbling depths of Tar Lake. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tarlek, that you hope to find both the tomb and the amulet. Okay, so I, wait, I just got curious. Could I have used gating to just get out of here quickly? Well, not not this place anyway. Alright, let's search for the tomb. Ooh, kind of suddenly. Less than a dozen yards from the shore of Sword Island, the bubbling black surface of the bog begins to writhe violently. Strange hissing and popping sounds rise into the air as nine tar-covered, vaguely humanoid shapes emerge from the infernal, roiling mire. You watch in horror as the tar men steadily draw up to the shore of the small, rocky island. So, here's a question which you could probably answer on the Discord. Would you rather be at fight a tar man or a muck man? Hmm. I mean, I think if you fight a muck man, you'll get a lot dirtier. But I think tar men feel like deadlier. Hard to tell though. Hold your ground and engage the tar men. The nine tar men step up onto the stony shore of the island and promptly surround you, cutting off any chance of immediate escape. The first of the strange tar-covered beings moves silently towards you, its powerful arms drawn back in anticipation of delivering you with a devastating blow. It's a tar man. Let's fight it. The silent being of tar swipes you with its broad, oozing limbs. Let's keep going. And slain. 6 XP. 
The tar man swiftly melts into a pool of bubbling black liquid at your feet before sliding back into the rolling depths of the deadly bog. Where presumably at some point will be just we made it to more tar men. You promptly turn your attention to your eight remaining foes. The next of the eight remaining tar men moves silently towards you, its powerful arms drawn back in anticipation of delivering you a devastating blow. It's a tar man. Swipes you with broad oozing limbs. Just gonna go through this quickly, see if there's a special. I got a special. Smash it, walloped it, 16 damage. 6 XP, okay, 7 left now. Sorry, yeah, yeah, okay, they, 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 they all fight the same. Oh, the enemy deals you a savage blow for 12 damage, okay. Okay, we've seen this another savage blow for 11 damage, and then 14 damage. They are it is slain. Right, 6 left, just going to quick combat them now. We, we've seen, we've, we've seen the specials. So there's, there's nothing new to weed when by just... Alright, four left. Well, that's more than half of them done now. It's going to go a lot quicker when you quit combat. That's, that's why it's called quick combat, because it's combat that's quick. Especially if you double-click on the quick combat button. Which means you don't even see, don't even see the combat screen. Six XP and a hundred and forty-four experience to general. The last of the tar men swiftly melts into a pool of bubbling black liquid with your feet before slinking back into the roily depths of the deadly bog. With no more of the strange tar beings in sight. You relax your guard and spend the next several moments recovering from the brutal encounter. Alright, that means I'm going to heal myself. You're standing on the stony shore of the sore-sake pinnacle of rock you've called dubbed. Okay, yep, yep, set, we've just read that. Alright, search for the tomb. It doesn't take you long to find the entrance to the tomb. On the northern side of the island... After carefully transversing a narrow ledge that skirts the base of the pinnacle, discovering the crumbling remains of an ancient Ardabarian crypt. You're standing on the north side of North of Sword Island, the base of a massive sword, safe pinnacle of stone, before the toppled remains of an Ardabarian tomb. In the centre of the ancient rubble, a set of, a set of crumbling steps descend into darkness. Okay, climb down into the crypt. And it's kind of convenient that all of these, all of these tombs, you know, haven't collapsed, because then we'll have to do archaeology, and probably have some miners handy as well, which will make everything a lot more difficult. So climb down into the crypt. With your fateful lights tapping through the gloom, you cautiously descend into the ancient tomb. Well, that kind of wind. You're standing at the base of the steps that lead up and out of this ancient Ardavarian tomb. While wide passages leave off in all directions, plunging into the deep gloom beyond the range of your light. Right. An inscription has been carved onto the floor in, this, in the centre of this junction.
Alright, this dungeon is sort of shaped like a Maltese cross. So, I'm in the middle. And then the dungeon goes to north, east, south and west. And then each one of those ways splits into two. So there's eight entrance, eight alcoves around the edge. And they all have question marks. But what does the inscription say? Due to your mastery of law, we are able to weave the ancient Dardavarian verse. I wonder what it would say if I didn't have a mastery of law. As the seven yet stand, so shall my west be eternal. Alright, so I've got to beat up seven things, and then I can find someone else to beat up. Presumably that's the person who will have the 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 person... Considering this is, a st this is a tomb, probably some sort of skeleton, or ghoul, or waif, or, or lich, or some sort of form of undead. Okay, well, I'm going to go north. An eerie silence, silence broken only by the sound of your footfalls, fills the musty passages of this ancient Ardavarian tomb. Okay. Northwest, the passage ends at the shattered remains of a once grand sarcophagus. Engravings on the large fragments of stone that litter the floor depict a crowned, sword-wielding man standing between two bent trees. Okay, suddenly, a vicious hiss erupts out of the gloom at the end of the corridor. You instinctively draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as your eyes lock onto the gruesome figure now emerging from the darkness behind the crumbling shell of the ancient sarcophagus. A tall, chain-clad skeletal warrior, its fleshless fingers tightly gripping the hilt of a hilt-rusted longsword, hisses as you steps over the pile of rubble and staggers along the passage towards you. Alright, I guess this is one of the seven I'm to defeat. Hold your ground and engage the skeletal guardian. Hissing wildly, the fleshless guardian of this long-forgotten tomb moves into melee range, its rusted blade poised to strike. Skeletal tomb guardian. The skeletal guardian hisses as it slashes at you. Keep going, keep going, and slain. 21 XP and 32 experience to general. Oh, that's quite a bit of experience. With a final wagged hiss, the armoured skeleton crumples into a pile of splintered bone at your feet. You step back from the shattered remains of the undead guardian and exhale sharply. A thorough search of the rubble, rubble that's strewn about the end of the passage, reveals a sizeable collection of items and treasure. This is just some generic loot. Oh, and 42 gold as well. Now, to making certain you haven't overlooked anything of value, you turn and prepare to resume your exploration of the ancient crypt. Okay. You vividly recall, recall your encounter with the skeletal tomb guardian, who had long stretched watch over the smashed elements of this defiled grave. Alright, go back east. Now east again. The passage ends at the shattered remains of a once grand sarcophagus. Engravings on the large fragments of stone that litter the floor depict a crowned, sword-wielding man standing between two 
between two bent trees. Okay, what smashed these sarcophaguses? Because uh, I think I'm the first person to go here in a long time. Because, well, the, the skeletons are still around all unsmashed. Because presumably, if anyone had come in first, uh, they'd have had to deal with the skeletons before they had time to smash the sarcophaguses. Because sarcophaguses are quite hard to smash. So, presumably, they were smashed from the inside? Now, m maybe... <laughs> I don't know, maybe some point on the way to the tomb, I passed some sort of hidden ward or something that activated undead security in the tomb. And these skeletal guardians, they got up, smashed their way out. And now they're, they're just wandering around for me, just waiting for me to turn up. That, that seems to be the most likely. Alright, suddenly, it's another one of those chain-clad skeletal warriors. Hold my ground, engage the skeletal guardian. Ah, uh, yeah. Hisses and slashes at you. Savage blow for 10 damage. Yeah, the, these these guardians are all, all fight the same. 21 experience, 32 experience in general. With a final wagged hiss, the armoured skeleton crumples into a pile of splintered bone at your feet. You step back from the shattered remains of the undead guardian and exhale sharply. And here's another loot drop. I'll take I'll take the stuff that sells for more than single figure gold. Hour and twenty six gold as well. Resume your exploration. Alright, that's one, that's two of them done. Alright, now now check out the east side. Alright, north. Uh, there's there's another sarcophagus like the west. Engage the skeletal guardian, just gonna quick combat that. And it is slain, 21 XP, 32 experience to general, and it's a loot drop. Alright, sturdy wing gauntlets and 16 gold as well. Alright, two south from there, south from there. A broad circular chamber to the south of one of the Quip's eastern passage. Contains an ornate stone sarcophagus. Engravings of, of the little sarcophagus. Depict a crowned, sword-wielding man standing between two bent trees. Alright, this, this is the one that's not smashed, so presumably this is the witchiest and most important and most magically skilled and highest status. Um, presumably, and most likely to have the Art of Aryan Amulet, which is most important at this point. Guy in here, open sarcophagus. Despite several valiant attempts, you're unable to budge the weighty limb, 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 lid of the sarcophagus. Alright. Gotta gotta get rid of the sep gotta get rid of the seven so that this guy's west is not eternal, so I could steal his stuff. Now you think I mean I'd much rather prefer, you know, asking these skeletons, you know, about, you know, the culture they were from. 
but apparently that's not an option, or maybe it just never occurred to Sir Quokington. Okay, I'm going to south side, south then east. There's another one. Another sarcophagus smashed open. Case okay, of Guardian, quick combat. And that's another 21 experience, 32 experience general. And some generic loot. Most of it's terrible. I want four gold. Alright, that's more than half of the skeletons slain now. Yep, suddenly, and another one. A vicious hip hiss erupts out of the gloom at the end of the corridor. You instinctively draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as your eyes lock on to the gruesome figure now emerging from the darkness behind the crumbling shell of the ancient sarcophagus. A tall, chain-clad skeletal warrior, its fleshless fingers tightly gripping the hilt of a rusted longsword, hisses as it steps over a pile of rubble and staggers along the passage towards you. Alright, hold engage it. I'm just going to quick combat that. 21 XP, 32 experience to general with a final ragged hiss. The skeleton, the armor skeleton crumples into a pile of splintered bone at your feet. You step back from the shattered remains of the undead guardian, exhale sharply, and there is another loot drop. Right, one thing that will be worth something and 20 gold. Okay, yeah, all the all these sarcophaguses have the same the same design on them. Presumably that's the quest of the Lord of the Tomb who's in the the southern sarcophagus on the eastern side. Right, just two more skeletons to go. Crown sword wielding man between two bent trees. Alright. Alright, the last one, I'm gonna see what happens if you try to flee. Twenty one experience, thirty two experience to general. Terrible loot. Well, mostly terrible. And twenty nine gold tokens. Alright, next up is the last skeleton guardian. Suddenly out goes a guy. Flee immediately. You turn and take flight from the fierce and quick guardian. And that dashing back along the passage as fast as your wed legs would allow. Much to relief, relief, the undead menace seems to take no interest in pursuing you. Hmm. Probably, probably, probably Toomingson didn't pay for the deluxe undead passage, undead tomb guardian passage, where they pursue your enemies all the way to the end of the tomb, but no further because honestly, there was a whole lot of lawsuits about about undead tomb guardians, guardians being set set off because a dog walked past the tomb and then they, and then they killed fifty people. No, they had to they had to put the restrict them to inside the tomb after that. Much your relief, there's no interest in pursuing you. Satisfied you're no longer in an immediate danger, you spend a few moments checking over your gear for once again setting off through the mustic tomb. Oh, I don't flee that far even. Hmm. I was afraid that I'd flee all the way back to the e to the, the edge of the map. 
Alright, now let's fight it for wheel. Out it pops again. Gaze itself, Guardian. Quick combat. Yeah, these were all 3 plus fights, like most of them are. 21 experience, 32 experience to general. Very, me very mediocre loot. 47 gold. Alright. The 7 no longer stand. So now this guy's got to wake up and stop a Westing. And give me the Ardivine Amulet. This broad circular chamber to the south. Alright, open the sarcophagus with great effort. You manage to slide the weighty stone lid off the sarcophagus. The massive slab of stone topples from its ancient perch and strikes the floor of the chamber with reverberating thud, fracturing into nearly two dozen fragments upon impact. A low moan rises out of the open sarcophagus. You instinctively fall back from the silent sarcophagus and draw yourself into a defensive stance. Your wariness is quickly rewarded, with a low, ominous moan echoing off the walls of the chamber. A rotted corpse rises to a sitting position in the sarcophagus, a hideous cadaver. Its decayed head still fitted with the crumbling remnants of an iron crown. Oh, yep, some sort of king, presumably. Of course, we don't know how big a deal that was back in his day. Because this could have been, he could have been one of those king of only one town sort of thing. That he had a, they had a lot of back in the old days. You know, in the city-state period. Where there'd have been hundreds of kings in Tysa. Or he could be a serious big deal king. You know, possibly with an even bigger kingdom than King Renwald himself. But admittedly, this is a pretty modest tomb with only seven skeletal guardians. So I think he's more of a city-state city state sort of king than a... Than a you know, on, on the level of Queen Victoria sort of sort of monarch. He slowly turns his haunting gaze in your direction. I saw an iron crown. That's not a particularly impressive crown. I mean, if you're going to have a crown, you've got to bling it up. Bling up the crown. You've got to have gold and jewels and more jewels and even more jewels and uh, purpleness and filigree. Gotta go all fancy. Gotta fancy with your crown, because I mean, crowning themselves say, Yeah, I'm the boss. But if you have a fancy crown, you say, I'm the boss. You gotta show it off. So it's just an iron crown. Seems to be a pretty. A pretty low-level king. You know, the sort of a king that's only a king because it just so happens that no bigger authority has turned up yet. To so say, oi, you're no longer king. You're just a minor noble now. But even though you have a lower perceived rank, you actually have more power. Because I've had to... Because your land will be... Combined with the lands of this guy who, who I had to kill. Because he, he didn't agree with me being super king. Look, I'm so kingly. 
Look how big my hat is. I'm a bigger king than you. My hat is bigger and shinier and has jewels in it. Suddenly, in a series of lurching movements, the crowned corpse begins to climb out of the sarcophagus. Because of course it does. The undead being's fleshless feet land on the floor of the chamber. His bent, tattered gra- hands grab the hilt, grasp at the leather-wrapped hilt of an iron wad still, cl- still slung from his belt. Hmm. Surprised the iron's still around, but I guess it was just not a partic- This sort of environment just isn't very conductive to what. A vicious hint. Hiss slips out through the corpse's paper-thin lips as a long-dead king, his illustrious deed part of of a vast but forgotten history. History that apparently I have no interest in trying to find out staggers towards you. You sense you in the presence of a powerful specimen of the undead. Yeah, makes sense. Because, of course, back in the city-statey king period, most of the kings had to fight a lot. Usually against all the 57 other kings that just happened to be nearby. Because otherwise, they'll just take all your stuff. And they probably still will. But if you fight enough, you can take enough of their stuff back. that You come out on top. You know, and that just kept happening until someone realised... Wait a minute, wouldn't this be a lot simpler if we just had one big king instead of all this fighting? And then our big king can king can can lead a huge army to take stuff from everybody. You know, until they form a big king. And then then we go for the other section. And there's big kings all around and then wars become way too big. And we have to invent peace. Hold my ground and engage the undead king. The crowned corpse, a long forgotten king, raises his rusted iron wad as he draws the middle back. Before we fight, uh, can you tell me about your culture? Uh, no? Well, that's a pity, because I really wanted to know about your culture. I mean, yes, I'm here to steal your stuff, but. I'm sure we could probably just... We could probably reach an arrangement. We take it to the West Guard Library. They make some drawings, make a cast of it. And then we could send it back. And then nobody has to get smashed into little bone shivers. But apparently uh, you're not actually sentient or sapient anymore. Probably for the best. Because if you were, you'd be so bored. I guess this is just another effect of the undead guardian package. It just as a last attempt, last ditch, you'll bring, you'll resurrect you, and just have you go amok. Maybe that's used for prax as well. Begin combat with the Watting King. Although I don't know, I didn't see any Watting. The Watting King strikes you with this rusted iron What? Oh, yeah. Oh, it is rusted. That makes sense. Because, you know, more thousands of years old, so... I was sitting that much time. 
and slain. 38 experience, 256 experience to general. You step back from the unmoving pile of bones and decayed flesh and stare down at the gruesome remains of the undead king. A quick search of the chamber reveals the following. It's more loot. It's uh, better than the other loot, because of course it is. This is the king. And being king is about all, having all the best stuff. And you need the best stuff because of all the fighting you're doing. Oh, and three gold as well. After making certain you haven't overlooked anything, you make your way up to the sarcophagus and cautiously peer inside. 32 experience to general. Lying at the bottom of the sarcophagus, atop of the disintegrated remnants of what must have been dozens of fell squats. Oh. oh, if only they'd survived. They'd probably had all sorts of cool information on them, like ancient mythology, genealogies, ancient maps. It's the very item you came here in search of. A stone amulet carved into the shape of a serpent's head. Without hesitation, you reach down into the sarcophagus and retrieve the object of your quest. It is, I finally have it. The serpent's head amulet. Let's have a look at it. As you armor for your neck. I mean, technically you can equip it, but it, it's historical... It's a valuable historical artifact, so that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be make sense. This heavy stone amulet, roughly the size of your fist, well, size of a normal person's fist, much larger than Sir Quokington's fist, has been carved to resemble the head of a fang serpent. This is the amulet described to you by Huwine of Wiscard Library. Oh, if only the scrolls were there. He would be so pleased if I brought back all those scrolls, but but they've all dissolved now. And I guess it's not not it's probably so dissolved we can't even put them together. With the amulet now safe in your possession, you turn your thoughts to making your way out of this musty tomb and back into the open air. All right, we've passed an hour, so. No, no time, no more time for the Book of Secrets. All right, now, if if I follow a certain quest that leads on from fighting Ogre, I will be back here. In fact, I'll be back here several times if I follow the quest to its completion, which takes a long, long time. Anyway, time to leave the tomb. Move away from here. Leave the island. Alright, let's go back to Talinus. And we'll go and show we'll, we'll go show off that amulet we found. Just gonna save now. And Westguard Library. Speak to one of the sages. You once again met by Herwin, the young scholar, his long fingers twitching nervously. It's quick to inquire about the progress of your mission to find and retrieve the serpent's head amulet. Hewin's eyes open wide when you retrieve the serpent's head amulet from amongst your other belongings and place it in his trembling hands. 
He studies the curious object closely for several moments before carefully placing it in one of the pockets sewn into the front of his tunic. I dare not dream you would find it, stammers the young scholar, grasping you by the hand as your smile broadens. This is a day I shall not forget. Thank you, Sir Crokington. Now, now, do you want me to... I could tow the design on all the sarcophaguses. I've, I've, I've made a little sketch of it. I could probably show you that too. Maybe it'd be of use. Is there anything else you want to know about the context of this amulet? No? Well, okay. As promised, Urin presents you with a pouch containing 25 battle markers. And there we are, 25 of the battle markers. Bringing up to 131 of them now. Thanks you again. After lingering in the library for the better part of an hour, during which time you enjoy a steaming mug of paleo while conversing with the young scholar. Okay, I'll pro probably give as much contextual information as I could during that time. You bid Hugh in farewell and prepare to set, set off on your way. Perhaps I could seek you out again, should the needs arise. He calls you as you make your way to the door. So that's another potential quest, quest hook, which is just always open there's always an option but but I don't think it's going to be used because well there's more exciting things to do you turn and nod at Huron he salutes you with a final wave as you step out onto the street and that is the end of this little quest for 512 experience to general all right, we're we're quite we're quite past an hour now, so it's time to save, and then stop. So, what will we do in the next episode? Well, I did say about a lurking about the book of secrets that might be worth doing. Hmm. Well, there's. Hmm. Yeah, okay, we'll do a book of secrets. Is there anything else in the central Tysa to do? Oh, we haven't done a friendly reminder yet. Hmm. Or did we, but then I forgot to save. I'm going to pause and check. Yeah, yeah, we, did, we have done that. It's just... I neglected to save, so uh, if I do do it again, I'll just have to quickly go for it off mic. Because there's no point recording it twice, or at least recording it quite twice on the same character. Unless we're going to do a completely different one, but there's not really that many differences there to justify doing it twice. Alright. Alright, Book of Secrets is the next one. Let's see, terrific, terrific, copper hilt log, that's whispers, that's, uh, uh, that involves crime, doing a crime, so I'll probably leave that. Leaving stone gap, hmm, maybe. Mug sprawl, three words, lurking danger, from Garzan the horse trader. 
And Grim proposal, that leads to the whole dire saga. So I'll just leave that undone, then nobody dies. Because if you don't do the quest, the people don't die. Alright, Swindler's Den. Yeah, yeah, I'll do a book of secrets. And I think... Yeah, that might just be it. I don't think there's anything else for me to do in the centre. Let me just see. Yeah, I've explored. Explored all of Talonus. Central. There's Blue Moss Cave, but we've already been there. Abandoned Watchtower, we went there. Talonwood. Hmm. Well, yeah, maybe we'll do that next. So we playable, but it's worth recording once. There's Moonshore Crossroads as well. So we might have already been there, but we'll check. Okay, okay. That, between all of that, there should be enough to last an episode. But anyway, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.